this is not the podcast to be listening to in the car with your kids. Um, it's definitely not PG. Maybe a conservative grandmother or mother wouldn't exactly appreciate the language because I cuss a lot. Sorry, not sorry. But I do hope this brings you a little LOL moment, makes you think, honey, roller coaster of emotions. Hold on to your nipples. We're about to enter 30 Paws. <laughs> Live from her mother's basement in Fort Wayne, Indiana, it's 30 Paws! Woo! I just wanted to try that um, because I just watched an episode of SNL and I just, God, what a dream it would be for me just to be like live from New York, it's Saturday night, just... Put me in my casket then and there, honey. I mean, I have lived. If I get to that, bitch, that's called winning. Welcome to episode seven, 30 Paws, 30 Paws podcast. I appreciate you listening, tuning in, and being patient. Um, Like I said, live from my mother's basement yesterday, we had a lot of water in here. Yay, that was fun. You know, it is what it is. It's just like basement living, Midwest boot scooting. You know what I mean? That's what we do. We got basements and water and shit gets into it. I had a worker friend that said that her friend's other, his basement flooded. And then he didn't think the water was that deep down his street. And he just recently bought a vehicle about a couple months ago. And he's got water all up in his vehicle. Sometimes you can't wait all of that out. And then you just go for it, and then you're like, fuck. Yeah, I've been there, done that, bought the t-shirt. That wasn't fun. But uh, we had a lot of rain. Yesterday was Mother's Day. And it was a good, it was a great day other than, you know, the water in the basement situation. But we're moving on, and we're growing, and we're going, and we're glowing. You feel me? Um... Just, you know, quick update. Your girl bought a Jeep. Beep, beep. Who got the keys to the Jeep? Vroom. Shout out to Missy Elliott, one of the greatest rapper, female rappers of all time, producers. We stand. We stand for Missy. Um, yep, bought a Jeep. Jeep Patriot. Uh, it's white. I feel like very share from... Clueless. I'm, you know, I just, I get in and I'm like going to work this morning after my workout. And I was like, on this perfect day, nothing's standing in my way, you know. And then, you know, reality set in and a few things stood in my way today, but we're not gonna, we're not gonna touch base on those. Any hootie, hey, guys, I just, at this point, I spent, I spent some money. You know, we got to get that that savings account back up. And um, I've decided I'm just going to become a hermit and just like stack money. Get money, fuck bitches. Um, That's what we're doing. I mean, all summer long, basically. All up, uh, literally up until I leave for Italy in November. I'm just like, get money, fuck bitches. 
Story behind Get Money, Fuck Bitches. Okay, so I lived in Tampa, Florida for quite some time. And when I was in college, I lived in more hood areas of Tampa. And one day uh, in this souped-up Oldsmobile, this guy had like 22-inch rims on an Oldsmobile. It was like different various variations, excuse me, I can't speak, different variations of green. And then, like, he just on the back window had a decal, and it just said, get money, fuck bitches. And my friend Brendan and I have been seeing it since that day, and it's just, like, it's a motto. It's what we do. It's a lifestyle. So get used to it. Get money, fuck bitches. Um, so, yeah, I'm budgeting. Whew. She's budgeting. How often... I redo my budget or fixate on my budget is maybe a tad unhealthy, but I feel like it just keeps me focused. You know, it keeps my eye on the prize. I told myself I'm giving myself monthly and quarterly goals. I'm not even doing like yearly goals. I can't look at it that big picture because for me, it just completely overwhelms me and I just can't take the pressure. Um, but quarterly and monthly goals and my quarter goal was to buy a new, uh, whip and I did that. So blessings on blessings on blessings. Now I have a fucking car note. It's like, I haven't had one since 2017 and a lot occurred since 2017 till now. So anywho, we just gotta, we gotta budget. We gotta, we gotta fucking grow, you know, and that's it. And that's all. So I was browsing on Twitter the other day. And I noticed that I follow Snooki on Twitter. Now, here's the thing. Social media is work. Honey, work. It's a lot. It's like no wonder people pay other people to do their social media because it's so much time and work. Twitter, for me, Twitter is like um, where I get some like funny um, memes where I get not even memes, just funny, like statuses. I follow a lot of comedians. I follow, um, public figures, political figures. I mean, all a smorgasbord, you know, I've had Twitter since college, so it's been a moment. Okay. Probably like 2009. I've had a Twitter. So I've had it for a moment, but I'm just not active on it. I'm not making statuses. I'm not doing this or that or what have you. But I, I really just scroll. Like, I, Instagram, like, I'll comment every once in a while. Sometimes I do on Twitter, too. But, like, Twitter is truly just, like, a scroll fest for me. And, and maybe it'll grow into something else. I don't know. But for now, I mean, that's just what it is because, like, I'm I, – I you all know me. I go ham sandwich on Instagram. Facebook is just, like – that annoying little stepbrother, you know what I mean? And then it's like Snapchat, it's like, who snaps still? It's wild how many people still snap. The Midwest loves the Snapchat kids. It's pretty wild to me. Uh, but they love a Snapchat moment still. I'm like, wow, is it 2018? No? Oh, oh, we're still in the Snapchat? Okay, all right, moving on. So that's how I am with, with um, all social media. So Twitter, I'm just, you know perusing along and I noticed that some someone said like Snooki was a bad mom Snooki from Jersey Shore then that kind of got me on like a schnooky a schnooky it's not how you say it a snooky um role I guess you would say and I was just like baffled first of all Snooki way to make lemonade out of lemons honey because 
you know, I'm proud of you, girl. You are still doing it. You are shamelessly promoting yourself. And, you know, she has a boutique called The Snooky Shop. It's a brick and mortar and online purchases. And it's very, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sugarcoat, sugarcoat it. It's very cheesy prints. It's a lot of leopard. It's like, you know, I've been rocking leopard for a moment, probably since like 2017, pretty heavily. Um, I'm kind of like over the leopard face because it's gone so overboard, overused. Um, but I mean, I'm still, I mean, I'm a leopard girl through and through, but I mean, anytime I'm buying leopard now, it's like, oh, it's gotta be a piece, honey. She needs to be an investment piece. She can't just like, you know, I don't know, buy any leopard yoga pants anymore. She's like, I'm done. I've, I did that. I think I celebrated like my 32nd birthday. Everybody had to wear a leopard. Anyways, it's just, it's a thing. It was a thing. I'm slowly fading out of the thing. Moving on. Snooki has a lot of fucking leopard in her Snooki shop, which, you know, very on brand for her. But it's just, you know, it's a lot of prints. It's a lot of florals. It's a lot of, like, um, mom wear. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just really not my style. But it's just a lot of, like, jumpers, um, onesies, rompers, things like that. That's very commercial. So, but you know what, though? I was like, girl, if you have, you know, this many followers and you're constantly wearing, like, these oversized rompers, thinking that you don't look like you're swimming in your four foot eleven petite self, like, stature, <laughs> go off, sis. Go the fuck off, okay? So, if you're ever curious, I mean, it's, like I said, cheesy, cheaply printed clothes, but this girl is on this website and on her social doing the damn thing, promoting the F out of it, and we commend her. So, good for you, Snooks. Proud of you. Which then got me into, like, this really, like, like deep hole of, of genius MTV reality TV shows that was... My childhood, my high school years, well into college, like, and then a little bit after college, for sure, 2013, 2012 arena. Um, but the old MTV reality shows were literally everything. I don't know what MTV does these days anymore, but back then, they were everything, so... The Jersey Shore, I mean, that show was a hit. It's it's so wild. It was just like, who are these people? And, you know, a lot of them are still like, I don't know if they're really thriving, but, I mean, a lot of them are BC celebrities still. So, I mean, good for y'all. I mean, I'm ready for a VH1, like, reunion show or something about them. I don't know. I'm drinking a McUltra, so excuse me. Like I said, it's a Monday. She needed a little McUltra. Any hoots. So, um, then I was thinking the hills. Oh, the hills. I mean, California people are so wild to me. It's like they despised chubby people. But, like, they also depended on their consumption to remain relevant. So, it was just like, oh, God forbid you put chubby people on TV, because we're from the hills 
and we're like from California and we all look amazing in our super low ride jeans and tube tops and maybe we're 17 but we still have a red solo cup and you may just never know <laughs> anyways um Elsie Kristen Cavallari um, the Steven Wars. Oh my God. You guys, I die. I literally die. Now I know the Hills like rebooted and I tried it. I attempted it, but I was just like, no, I'm not interested. I'm not interested in your post-divorce, two kids, single life, trying to find a new me, Adriana. I'm sorry. I'm just not interested. You were always very boring to me. Um, I'm sure you're actually nice in real life, but, like, you're not a reality TV star in my mind. It was the Elsie and Kristen Cavallari show. Hello. You know? And now look at them. Both of them. Thriving. Blessings. God, I loved it. Then we have the real world road rules. And then we have the real world... <laughs> say that six times fast. Then we have the real world and road rules challenges. Honey, let me let me start by saying... I remember when the real world was first on. I was a toddler, barely out of diapers, I'm sure. I think I was like, I remember being like five or six years old and watching Real World LA. And a girl named Heather was on the show, and she was a black girl named Heather. Now, what, and I was like, oh my God, her name's Heather, and my name's Heather. How cool. And then they had the um, the guy Puck. And then they had um, Julie, like the little country bumpkin. And Eric Neese, MTV's The Grind. He went on to do MTV's The Grind, Eric Neese. God, what a hottie with a body. Um, I might be dating some 30 pausers at the moment. I mean, I was just that kid with a very young mom. So, like, I watched entirely two adult things. And being at those ages of watching those very adult shows, I still didn't get it. It's not like my brain was able to, like, grasp everything, but I was just such a weird kid. I was, like, already, like, 13 years old out of the womb. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, I'm mature. I don't do Barney. I watch MTV. Like, I'm walking into first grade, and everything's Barney-themed, and I'm like, barf me. I don't want any anything to do with any Barney. Come on. She watches the real world. Okay. Yeah. That was me. Anywho. Um, that just, I, I spiraled there, didn't I? I just spiraled. I spiraled into an MTV reality TV nostalgia. And I did that. Oh, but I just loved it. I knew I'd always wanted to be on the real world and not the road rules. Because being in an RV, I was like, no, I need to be in a home consistently. So I loved, I loved being, and then in a different city, ugh, I die. Um, and then you have the challenges, so all the challenges. I mean, so many people went ham sandwich on these challenges too. And sometimes when I'm at Orange Theory and I think I'm on a team of people that are depending on me, like this is how psychotic I am. I like, when I'm really struggling, I just think like, I, I imagine people around me like, depending on my peak performance and like one of my biggest like fears is just letting people down and disappointing people and I know that's really and it's not in the disappointing people to disappointing people that matter to me how about that so 
Um, I really, when I'm like really struggling, I'm just like, that's in my head. I'm like, I'm on a team and my performance needs to be peak performance. Like, I don't know why, but it just gives me the swift kick in the A to turn it up a notch. And that's my journey. I don't know. It's just, I just think how like, intense those challenges would get in ath I mean if you were not athletic and you were on the team they were like oh by the second or third challenge you're like yeah you got to go by sorry guy but it, it like started to get survivory you know but I didn't mind I mean I thought it was I, I thought it was actually really great um so yeah I just like really wanted to be on an MTV reality TV show now for me to be on a reality TV show now that would take a lot, and that would be a very different scenario. But back then, OMG, yes, I would be all over it like what on rest, baby. Um, so I have this candle burning, I'm such a candle connoisseur, and I've given Bath and Body Works a rest because I've been kind of disappointed in them lately and if you have a new candle that you love and you need want to share it like by all means please let me know but right now this one is from Aldi shout out to Aldi do not sleep on their candles ladies and gentlemen I'm gonna tell you one more time do not sleep on an Aldi candle okay this one is called black currant and elderflower and it's divine and I wish you could just smell it right through your speakers right now. Mm, God, I love a good candle. So I want to talk about Mother's Day. I know it was a couple days ago, but you guys, um, I just want to give a shout out to all the mothers. All the mothers who listen um, to the 30 Paws podcast, but not just the listeners, just the people who are just doing it and doing it and doing it well. It can be a really shitty day for a lot of people. I have friends who are estranged from their mothers. I have friends who, whose mothers have passed away. Um, it's, it's a tough day. It's a tough day for a lot of people. And I want to talk about that. Um, I'm lucky because I have the relationship I have with my mother. Um, yes, we have our you know ups and downs. And we have had that, and I'm sure we'll continue to. I mean, it's just, I think that's just normal mother-daughter behavior. And we're, you know, we work through it. My mom and I, we've definitely communicated more in my adult life in this past year and a half than I think I ever have with my mom as an adult. So that's a completely different relationship, too. I mean, I moved when I was 18. So by the time, you know, I'm 30 two and moving back almost about to be 33 and moving back like a lot has changed you know so I'm really lucky to have the relationship I have with my mother like I said I know not everybody has that you know um some people are adopted some people grew up in foster care some people's mothers um abandoned them and were raised by their grandmothers um whatever the situation may be I mean, some people's mothers have passed, so this day is, that day is, you know, really hard and intense for them, but they're grieving. I think whether your mother is, you know, physically here or not, um, whether she's near or far, you guys are close. I mean, the grieving of the loss of their mother, of someone's mother is, 
I can't imagine or fathom. I think it can be really intense. But, you know, grieving their loss, I think, on especially special occasions like Mother's Day, holidays, like Christmas and birthdays and days that are like this. I just, like Mother's Day, I should say, it's just totally understandable. I totally get it. I, you know, I used to work um, in the service industry, and this guy who I'm still pretty close with, he um, always took Mother's Day off. Now, in the service industry, Mother's Day, you take that day off, you're, like, insane. Like, why would you take Mother's Day off? It's the best day to make money, right? But, I mean, he lost his mother. He was very close to her, and he needed the day to like grieve and be home and veg and veg and he knew that about himself and so I always just think about my friends who don't either have a relationship with their mother or their mother is um has passed on so you know reach out I'm here for you um you can adopt Tracy too she um would love to just be interested in someone else's lives besides like her own little um circle of family and friends I'm sure she would find it very entertaining I mean pretty much everybody likes my mom so I think that would be a hit you know holler at me if you need to adopt my mom you know put in my dms 30 pause podcast at gmail.com I can make like a google um docs application um should you want to be um an adoptee you know, just let me know, like, just so that, you know, we can schedule you into the mix. You know what I mean? So we're just, you know, I think a lot of people just try to make the best out of the day. I mean, I try to make the best out of the day, even though water was coming in and the basement and all that jazz. We went and had brunch. Um, we invited a friend of ours, um, really a friend of hers, but she's a pretty special lady to me too. But, um, because her family was, you know, um, all out of town and kind of distant. And so it's just important to just love on the people who are either mother figures um, in your life or is like your mom or your real mom. And just love on those people who um, are mother-like figures. I think that's really important. So it was a good day overall. I think the polls... From the 30 Paws. Okay, so I asked you guys what celeb or public figure would make you shit and die if you met them. So I say shit and die because it's just like that would be like this is the moment where it's just like, oh, my God, I'm going to shit my pants and pass out and come back to life. Like when I'm when I have the vapors, when I'm verklempt, like oh, I'm going to shit and die. That's just what I say. I mean. I, I don't I don't want to really understand like where I come up with this language or whatever, but I just I just do and like we're just going with it. So um a few people said Beyonce and I mean yeah. Hello baby Seems like everywhere I go I see you. Yes. We love some B. So the Queen B I would, I don't know if I would shit and die, but I would be very honored, you know, um, to meet, just to meet her. I mean, she's just, she's fucking, she's Beyonce. Hello. End of story. So I totally get that. Another one, um, 
someone said Tony Bennett. And I said, you know what? Legendary. I'm not that big of a TB fan. Um, I loved his album with Lady Gaga. But, you know, it's not like I'm going out and I'm like, Alexa, play Tony Bennett. Now, I had to whisper that because she probably was going to listen to me. You get that. You get it. You get it. Alexa's sensitive. She's sensitive. Um, but that's not where I'm at, you know, but I can, I can definitely understand that. Here are the celebs that I would shit and die if I met them. And this is in no particular order. Entertainers, musicians, etc., etc. Okay. Um, Janet Jackson. I, that woman is the reason why I started wanting to, wanted to dance. I absolutely adore her with every fiber of my being. She's just everything and we love her and we stand. Janet, I've seen you live three times. Honey, you, you give me the steps. You give me production. You give me fire every single time. Janet Jackson, I love you. I stand. She's a Jan fan. Okay. The other celeb that I'd shit and die over if I met them would be Bette Midler. I love me some body Bette Midler. I feel like her and I, we can just sip on some gin martinis and just have a giggle or two or nine. You know, it's just I feel like she's quick witted. She's, you know, she has no filter. She's just one of those gals, multi-talented. I mean, hello. I can't even, she's just, she's so iconic. I would shit and die if I met Bette Midler. Also saw her live. She had more of like a variety show kind of concert. She's, she's, I mean, literally all in one. We got Hocus Pocus goodness. We got the beaches. We got um, some First Wives Club. You don't know me. Yeah, solid. We got um, we got some stand up comedy. I mean, we we really did. We got theater. We got um, you know Broadway. We we got comedy. We got. It was just a true variety show. I mean, she showed up and she showed out. Bette Midler, everything. Um, I would say the other celeb, I have a couple, I have a couple and I, but I mean couple, I mean like five. Um, okay. So we said Janet Jackson, we said Bette Midler. <sighs> I'm going Chelsea Handler in this one. And, and let me explain to you the ways that Chelsea has truly in, inspired me as a woman. Not so much as it would say like, as a comedian or writer or anything, there's a lot of parallels, I think, in our humor. But let me say that Chelsea Handler, when I read her books, I can't put them down. And especially this last book, I remember just sitting on my bed, bawling, just crying, like, Life Will Be the Death of Me is the book. And if you can, it's great to listen to on audio. So I read the book. Then I got it on audio because I wanted to actually listen to her voice and narrate it. It's just so fucking phenomenal. I didn't know the parallels that her and I really had. 
Um, and it's just, I mean, absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. So I saw her live thanks to um, my good friend Heidi, who was like, oh, my gosh, she's in town, blah, blah, blah. You did some work for me. Let's, I'm going to get the tickets, blah, blah, And that was in her life will be the death of me um, kind of tour. And it was really more of, like, a book tour. It wasn't really, like, a comedy tour. And I loved that because it was just more of, like, a sit-down. And she had Glennon Doyle. Um, if you don't know who Glennon Doyle is, her book um, I read this past summer and she has multiple books, first of all. Let me just say that. Um, but she, Glennon is just a phenomenal woman to follow. And you definitely need to, you know, read her books or try to, you know, just go on Amazon. I This summer I read Untamed. Let me just say that. I read Untamed, which is just, so, I mean, I need to read it again. I need to actually re-listen to it again. It's one of those books where you're like, yes, yes, like, that is who I am at the core. Like, as an adult, I kind of had to hide all these things or I felt like I was this um, person who had to not show or my, be my vulnerable self. Just Glennon Doyle, Untamed, Love Warrior, Carry On Warrior. She's freaking phenomenal. So it was Glennon and Chelsea, and it was just a phenomenal night. I'm so thankful for Heidi uh, for doing that. And take me there. That was just a great, great night. Um, and I just relate to her on definitely a more personal level. And all of her Netflix documentaries um, and her documentary series. And it's just, she's just a solid person. We're also both Enneagram 8s. I'm an 8. She's an 8. And that also was like, oh my god, I had no idea. She's an 8 too. This kind of makes sense because I have such a bold personality. <laughs> Shocking, I know. So, okay, so we got Chelsea, we got Janet, we got Bette Midler. I'm going to go Tom Hanks on you guys. I'm going to go Tommy. Tommy Hanky. Um, just phenomenal actor. One of my favorite actors of all time. I just respect him so much as just a professional, the longevity, um, Solid, solid guy. He's just one of those actors that's been around for 30 plus years and you're still just like, wow, you're still killing it. Now, I don't know what's going on with his son, Chet. Um, Chet likes to do a lot of uh, Caribbean Jamaican accents with his white self, which just throws me a little wild. It's a little nutsy, so it's a little nutty. Um, but it's also really funny because you're just like, is this guy for real? Hmm. Yeah, he maybe I don't know. That's neither here nor there. I think, um, yeah, if I met, like, Tom Hanks, I would definitely, definitely shouldn't die. Another shouldn't die actor would be George Clooney. I love him. I've always loved George Clooney. Denzel Washington. I mean, let's just say there's also a lot of, like, celebs and people that I would definitely shouldn't die over. Now, let's talk about deceased people. If Now, that wasn't off the table, you know? But if you could meet a deceased person, who would it be and why? That's for next week. 
I think that's for next week. I think that's what we're going to, we're going to push that out. I'm going to take it to the polls next week and let me know. Someone said Betty White. Yeah. Yes. Girl, yes. I would definitely shit and die. I would also love to have a cup of tea with Bet Betty White and, um, you know, just shoot the shit. LOL. Laughter. I love that. I just, I would really love that. So, I think those are, those are the people I'd, I'd shit and die over. Um, but th- that to me is just like, those just, just, I love asking those questions. I also love asking questions like, what's your death row meal? Okay, I got to write these down because now I'm like, this is what's going on the polls next week since we're just going to, you know, fiddle faddle around and, and, and shoot the shit. I asked some people. You know, what makes you, what make, why do you like the podcast? Why do you, you know, what makes you like it? Whatever. And I'm going to have guests on, okay? This week was not my week for guests, but I'm really pushing for next week. I got to figure out the whole Zoom situation and, and I have some guests because I kind of get sick of hearing my own voice. But what I hear from the people is that what you are liking, and I'm getting constructive criticism too. So thank you for that. Like, I need that for sure. But I'm also getting just the praise of just like, I just like listening to, because I feel like I'm on a, on just having a conversation with you. And that's what I just love about doing this podcast is that it opens doors for so much conversation that I have with just total strangers, but we also like get each other and we relate. And, um, you know, you guys, I answer all of my DMs, unless you're a creepy person, um, then I don't. But I I really try to, like, listen and read them and, and, like, respond back and actually have dialogue, even if we agree or disagree or maybe just have different points of views. And I love that. And I think that's why we just got to continue with the 30 Paws dialogue and understand that we're all going through it. We're going through something. We're not going through menopause, but honey, we're going through something, right? Just a lot of things. I think we're weeding out what really matters. What fucking matters to us. Because at the end of the day, nothing matters and nobody cares. You know? I think people are so fixated on what other people are thinking. that. I th- but those other people who you are so afraid of wondering what their, you know, of their opinions of you or what have you, don't give a fuck about you because they're so wrapped up in their own problems and then their own fears and insecurities and shame and guilt that it doesn't even fucking matter, you guys. It really just doesn't. No, Nothing matters. Nobody cares. It's not from a cynical point of view. It's just a reality point of view, you know. So... That's where I'm at. I appreciate you guys so much for just listening, for giving me the feedback, taking it to the polls. I appreciate your patience with this Mother's Day um, rainfall hiccup. I hope all of you mothers, soon-to-be mothers, wanna-be mothers, honey, fur baby mothers, whatever, I hope you guys generally had a really good day. And if you didn't, DM me. Let's talk about it. Let's let's go. Let's grow and let's glow, baby. Love y'all. Talk to you soon.
Bye. 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 I don't know what that was. Okay, goodbye.